Here's the question of the day. Is advertising a gamble or a calculated risk? Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. (laughs) Hey guys, how are you doing today? It's been a great day today for me. I'm actually recording this podcast before I head home for the night. Um, I was teaching a potential client about the importance of not doing what I would call random acts of marketing but instead to set up an infrastructure or like a system or processes uh, to get the most out of your advertising dollars. A good way to explain this and how I explained this to them was when I was running a running the marketing for an event company, I, uh, we were challenged with a big issue. We needed to get to new cities because if you do the same event, in the same city, your audience members or attendees get burnt out and they stop showing up because the experience isn't as valuable or memorable as before because it's happening so often. And it's a big issue trying to get to new cities because uh, you don't have any uh, pre-attendees, people that can vouch that it's a, it's a positive event, it's gonna be impactful, they're gonna be able to create these awesome memories. Um, And with the amount of events that are happening these days, there's a lot of saturation for people's time, right? There's only so many Friday nights that you can hold an event um, and so many times that people or that attendees are going to all other events because they don't necessarily go week after week because even then it's, uh, it's not really special, right? So we needed to come up with a way that could allow us to get to a new city without losing a lot of money, right? If you show up to an event just relying on those tickets and attendees don't show up or who you were hoping to show up, uh, you run the risk of losing a lot of money, either in your advertising or in the amount of product that you brought, uh, that you brought to the event and um, all the costs that went into it, such as like staging, speakers, things that you've got to rent. If you don't have the uh, amount of attendees, it really, really can put a big damper in your expenses and you can lose a lot of money. So we needed to do this without risking a lot and being able to go into new cities. Uh, And I actually ended up coming up with a sequence of advertising steps that really helped me to understand the value of creating a marketing infrastructure or like this process, which later became the exact process um, for the event company to market into new cities and ensure that it was going to be successful before they ever stepped foot into the town. So I wanted to share with you guys the same thing that I shared with this client today um, of what we laid out and what to start looking into your own business um, of how how you can start ensuring this is less of a gamble and more of a calculated risk. So three months before the event, we created a, a like campaign or a Facebook like campaign to like our Facebook page. This was to introduce the idea of the company and the type of event that we were going to have. We used images that we use in all the other advertising, um, but it was literally just to like our page. We would also then do the, uh, we'd broadcast it out to a, like a more of a broad audience, uh, not too, too specific of this first part. And um, what would the advertising would say is, we're coming to your town and we're coming soon. Um, you could even put out like a, 
we would sometimes put out a uh, like a reference to the month, but maybe not even like an exact date if we didn't know that the town was uh, going to be something that we really wanted to go into. But what we would do is we'd push people to like our page to get notifications of when we started selling tickets to the event. Um, and we would have something on the ad that basically said, you know, like our page. We would run this uh, for about a month and a half. So now a month and a half to two months before the event, we would release ads to the people who have already liked our page in that city. So it was very, very, very specific targeting now. Um, and in fact, ads are a lot cheaper when you're advertising to people who've already liked your page. Um, that's a pro tip for the day for sure. If you're doing any ads out there, get people to like your page first and then re-advertise to them to get them into your websites or your sales funnel or whatever it is. Um, it, your cost drops dramatically by doing this. So we would release these ads specifically to people who've already liked the page. And what we'd say is we're coming on this date. We'd have a specific date now. And we would tell these people that we've got an early bird special for like 50% off. I mean, or something crazy percent. I mean, sometimes it was like we had an event that was like 25 bucks and we offered $5 discount tickets. But you do this uh, on a specific day. So in your ad, it's like, hey, we're coming on uh, July 12th. And we'll be releasing this early bird special for 70% off um, this coming Thursday to the first 200 people that sign up. The sale ends at midnight on Thursday. And you've got to sign up on our website. To, if you want, sign up on our website now to get notified of when we release those discounted early bird tickets. And then you have them go to just, just a simple landing page with the date, uh, picture of your advertisement, and uh, they click on that, and what you want is their name, their email, and their phone number, so you can send them texts. Then on the day that you release your discount tickets, send out your emails, your texts, and create an ad to be shared on all the, your social media, so different sizing for Instagram. Um, you wanna make sure your Twitter is available. If you got the right amount of text on your Facebook ads, there's a lot that can go into making sure that this works great. And then what you do is you don't actually have to limit it to 200 attendees, but you want them to feel like they made the cut, right? If you get 400 people that sign up, that's amazing. But typically, would, surprisingly, actually, we would have about the amount of people um, that we said to the first 200 or 300, we would typically get around those numbers. Um, I don't know why, but it's the, it was like the craziest thing. We, were, we could almost guarantee whatever we set the number to, we could get it around there. Uh, in being reasonable too, guys. Uh, and so then, now that you've got your 200 signups or however many uh, for that early bird sale of that discount, now you've got a month before the event. What you want to do is in the time before then is to start establishing relationships with like people, companies, media outlets, like radio stations, so on and so forth, in the town that you're going to. And... Um, Give them discounted tickets so they can give it away to their friends, their customers, and audience members. They can use this in their own business to promote their services, right? So you're like uh, essentially just helping them to create better relationships with their uh, you know, customers or audience members and whatnot. But what you want to do is make sure that you have a system where you've got promo codes attached to those discounted tickets. So that way, each time that a person buys a ticket using those promo codes, it incentivizes people um, 
to use them because they'll get a discount, but it also incentivizes the, uh, the relationships that you've made with those companies or radio outlets because they can make revenue off of each ticket. So you might have something like, hey, for every ticket, we'll give you a dollar. Um, and in some cases, it really starts incentivizing them. Find something that's going to work uh, for you guys. For us, it was about a dollar or two dollars that we could typically get people to start pushing these tickets. Now, two weeks before the event, you want to run a competition, or that's what we did. We then um, we had a competition of people that who have liked our page, right, but who hadn't purchased tickets yet. Typically, people, I mean, if they're going to participate in the competition, you know that they haven't purchased tickets. That's a, a good way or a, a good good understanding of finding these people. And what you want in this competition is you're giving away different packages for, for people to attend your event. So like a package of four people plus backstage passes uh, or things that's, that's really going to work in your business. Then what we would do is in order to participate in this competition is you had to like the page and you had to um, share a picture or a post that um, that we've created beforehand. So this gets spread out everywhere in the town because they're sharing it and their friends are seeing it. And uh, for every social media that people share it on, they would get one entry to the event. There's a lot of companies uh, or software packages or, or things that you can use to help you set this up so you can uh, really have it tracked along. Um, you can just look for like, social media competitions or Facebook advertising competitions, that kind of stuff, um, and you'll see a load full of companies. Now, you run this competition for about three to five days, and then on your sixth day, you'll just pick your winner. So that way there's a scarcity, but it also gives you enough time for people to see the ad and then go back through and share it. So you want that uh, that time to, to really help you guys out. Now, a week before the event, you do one last big push for your pre-sale tickets. You, something like offering a buy one, get one half off, or for every ticket purchased on a certain day, um, you know, like on the Wednesday before the event, uh, you get a t-shirt for free, or uh, any other great offer to help them to buy their tickets before the day of the event. Now the day of the event has arrived, right? So you've done all this marketing, you've got everything laid out, uh, lots of different offers and things to really incentivize and to push people into your um, into your marketing infrastructure. Now, you reach out on the day of the event to the people that you've already created these relationships with, right? And then you send out texts and emails to your attendees reminding them of the event uh, to bring friends, to make sure they, uh, they're prepared for it, right? We would have things like wear white, uh, there's gonna be black lights, so you're gonna look really cool um, with, the, with a black lights and a white t-shirt. So we would really start this preparation of getting them excited. Now that they're excited, they want to bring their friends. And we would say, if you uh, if your friends haven't purchased tickets, use these promo codes to get into the door for 10% uh, off off the, the door price, which was typically about like uh, two times the cost of a pre-sale ticket. So it was definitely going to be worth the, the amount for that 10%. Um, now the, the principle behind this whole thing is that we created this process because we noticed something very, very interesting. The amount of pre-sale tickets would also be about the amount of tickets who, of people who paid at the door. So if we got, if we sold 500 pre-sale tickets, we would end up selling about 500 tickets at the door. And because the cost at, of a door ticket was twice the amount, 
it didn't matter if we didn't make a lot of money on those pre-sale tickets because we knew that we could get about the same amount at the door and that's really where we were going to get our profit from. Um, I, we speculated the reason why this would happen is because if you bought your tickets yourself, you were so excited for the event and your friends didn't end up buying these, these tickets, you could typically convince them to come to the event with you because you were so excited about it. Right now it's like word of mouth advertising and um, you got one in and now you can get a few more at the door. So we relied on pushing pre-sale tickets so that we could also ensure how many people were going to be at the events in total. If we knew 500 was going to be there, we could get about, we could at least know 500 were going to show up at the door. Uh, sometimes we'd even get two, three, four, five times the amount who showed up at the door based upon those pre-sales. Uh, but it was crucial because it then turned uh, people who've been hearing about this now for three months into these pure brand ambassadors. They've been watching every advertisement that's come out. They've watched the videos that we've sent. They've seen all the different promotions and competitions and over and over and over again, we've gotten them to, uh, to see our brand and to look at the, the type of company that we were, or well, that they are. Uh, I say were because I no longer uh, do their marketing. Um, and a good experience with this is the first time we really ran this marketing infrastructure laid out completely. We're going to a town, Boise, Idaho. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Boise, Idaho, um, or have been to the town or know much about it, but just think Idaho for sure. <laughs> That's, that should explain a lot. We didn't anticipate there to be uh, a big audience that we could appeal to, and so we were planning on more of a smaller event. Well, the thing that ended up happening, once we laid out this marketing infrastructure, we had never been to Boise, people had never heard of the company, they'd never seen an event like this before, um, and so it was very much introducing a lot of different aspects um, inside of our marketing. The day of the event came and we had pre-sold a thousand tickets. Now the venue only held about 25, maybe even 2,700, well we had a a crowd of people who we couldn't legally let in due to the fire code. We had sold out the venue the very first day that we had gone um, to the town. And um, because of the high demand out there, I mean, there were literally hundreds of people just waiting to get in. If, if someone was leaving, we could then sell people a ticket. Um, and it was amazing to see the entire marketing infrastructure really take place. We weren't just doing little acts of marketing the entire time. Everything was laid out in such a sequence so that way we optimized all of our advertising dollars. We eliminated the risk. We weren't gambling any longer going into a town. So that way we could continue being successful time and time again. And with the process laid out, it was now just following code, right? If you literally took the same marketing infrastructure that I just taught and applied it into your own business, you'll start to see some things that are very shocking, right? They, you'll no longer have a negative experience advertising, feeling like you're just wondering, what's my cost per acquisition? Or how am I really, um, where are people really at in this pipeline, uh, right? We didn't ask people to buy tickets up front. In fact, it wasn't until the third or fourth interaction with them that we offered the exchange of, of cash, right? So this is important for your own businesses. You're not going to get everyone the first time, but if you start creating a buildup and leading into, into these offers and getting people 
uh, to convert one tiny little step through your marketing infrastructure, this is where you're going to notice a lot of changes inside of your business. And um, that's, that's my thought for the day. This is what I just ended up teaching um, to this company and helping them to set a marketing infrastructure up in their own business. They had a negative time advertising um, and it was hard to help them get over this hump. And I shared this with them of how crucial it is to start looking at your own processes. And if there isn't a process to start creating it and then just looking at each and every step and only changing those one steps at a time. Uh, it makes it a lot easier. You eliminate um, the idea behind gambling, right? Because you can see where it's working and uh, the things that aren't working, you cut out and you revise those. Uh, and so that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, and remember, always be converting, guys. 